Welcome to Tapping Into Spirit, where we discuss and explore issues related to spirituality in a manner that questions everything. We start from a premise that everything comes from somewhere and work to understand the unexplainable. We always endeavor to have a great time discussing a serious topic with the hopes of offering inspiring thoughts and ideas that allow for growth, evolution, and transformation. We always begin by inviting Spirit to join us in this conversation and guide our words and intentions so that we express things in a manner that is true and inspirational. And we are always thankful and extremely grateful for the opportunity to serve. I'm your co-host, Dr. Anthony Smith. And as always, joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Glenda Jones and Zawadi Powell. How are y'all doing this evening? Awesome. Well. Great, great. How you been feeling? What's been going on? Oh, everything is marvelous, darling. So today we're going to talk about spirituality slash religion and whether or not it's possible for two people in a relationship to have a healthy coexisting relationship with two differing spiritual traditions or two differing religions. Is that really possible? And if so, how, what needs to happen to make it a healthy relationship? Wow. Well, it depends what the people are doing, you know, because you could bump and grind with anybody. (laughs) But (laughs) like, where are you trying to take that relationship? Like, where are you planning for that connection to go? And then is there a mutual respect for each person's spiritual path and spiritual practices and um, do are the are the the I think it's important for the spiritual practices to be complementary um, because some spiritual practices have tenets that are like against what other spiritual practices observe, and so um, that could be a complication. Um, and so I I think it's pro it, it may be a little difficult um, depending upon. The evolution of the people. Um, I feel that way. Yeah, whether they are, you know, practicing the religion verbatim, and then if there are tenets that contradict, then that could cause problems. But if they are really following sort of a higher spiritual path, a more um, open um, practice of of the religion, then they they probably can find a common ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I say I, I agree with the the point of them needing to be more evolved because I believe that it is definitely possible to coexist in a relationship and you have two different religious practices or spiritual practices but there has to be a considerable amount of respect um, and tolerance and I think for most of us we are for a lot of people we are conditioned to act in a way that we feel our way is the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I, I do believe that it will become complicated or when you have, if it's a romantic relationship and you have children, and then what do you teach your children? Mm. Mm. I've heard people talk about what do we teach our children. There, 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 of course, there are relationships where people have been able to do that and and relationships where there have been arguments about now what do we do in terms of what we teach our children because they never really talked about it in a lot of detail during the mating or courting phase. Uh, but I think it is something that definitely can work, but it's a matter of how is it going to work. Um, so let's jump into the weeds with that. What I think for me, the, the, the evolution of each individual, your, your question... Uh, your point, Glenda, that you raised about people needing to be right about how they understand spirituality, how they understand God. Um, wars are fought based on people. Millions of people have been killed 
based on people believing that their understanding of God was the right one. So people are passionate about this, even as they aren't even living according to those principles themselves, but they are very passionate about those principles. Um, so that's on a, on a macro level, but when it comes down to the micro level of now bringing two dissenting or two differing opinions together, um, how do those happen? You know, if you think about something as simple as Romeo and Juliet, that wasn't religion, but those were different tribes or different clans of people. And there was really no reason for them to not like each other other than whatever reason they made up. And they wouldn't let those two exist together. The society wouldn't allow that. So yeah. that's even, another factor. Yeah, even still, I mean, you know, when you have differing cultures and even sometimes differing subcultures um, can mm. make things really hard for a couple. Um, and also, you know, you see like the whole thing with interracial marriages. Um, you know, I mean, there's so many things that can divide, divide a relationship um, you know, exclusive of religion and inclusive of religion. Um, I think that when you have a relationship and you love someone and you want to stay with them, that it simply is a question of whether you're going to find the compromise, whether you're going to find the way to make everything make sense. And there's like a whole slew of things that can come between you. Um, and so I think that religion is just an example of, of one of those things that you have to discuss and talk about and understand and find a mutual respect yeah because it happens with politics too mm -hmm. that, that crazy woman uh, is it kellyanne conway and she's married to she's a republican and her husband's a democrat and i think it's kellyanne i can't remember they're some they they they're these whole high profile they're always on the news shows and they they are able to have a marriage They've yeah. been together for a while, but they are on totally opposite ends of the spectrum yeah. in terms of... I have an uncle like that. You just don't talk to him about that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, how's the cat doing? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, oh, did you see the news? No, I didn't see the news. Right. <laughs> we can't talk about the news. We can't talk right. about the president. Like, right. Right. <laughs> I think that there's some topics that in a relationship people are more willing to compromise on. Mm -hmm. And religion is one of those often that you're less likely hmm. because of the way we've been trained and taught to feel about religion. Mm -hmm. um, so even like with politics, I think that people will have a little more flexibility. But I do think that that's one of the ones that becomes can become more challenging than even like race um, and even politics. Mm -hmm. It can definitely like, break... You know, I mean, I, I, I have firsthand knowledge of that. You know, I practice traditional African religion. And we all know that, you know, when you go into an Ile and you're going to do, you know, um, rituals or ebos or um, offerings, you know, you don't know what, how much time is going to pass. You know, you mm -hmm. don't have a schedule. You cannot control, you know, how long. Um, it's going to go on, can go on to the next day. You know, it can go on for several days. Like you, you know, you just l let go. And, um, and I've had someone to accuse me, you know, oh, you, you couldn't have possibly have been in a temple for that long. Mm -hmm. How can I trust you? Right. You're just going to disappear, you know, mm -hmm. for hours or days at a time and tell me that you're in the temple. You know, I don't believe that I go to church and I don't stay there for you know, days that, you know, mm. so, it, and so someone who was practicing, um, traditional African religion would totally get it, you know, mm. would totally respect and understand, oh, I've been there, you know, and I know that you can't just leave. <laughs> like right. this, you can't say, you know, it's two o'clock in the morning, I have to go. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I think that I can see how it could really, I mean, I have experienced, mm -hmm. you know, it being a real big, um, problem, a big blockage and, um, and just having no solution for that. Well, you, okay. you, you bring in the issue of trust, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Which I think is fundamental because, <laughs> and trust in a spiritual context. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a relationship with somebody and both of you are ardently practicing your particular path, um, there are values that you live by. Right. And if you trust that 
you want to spend your life with this person, I would think that you would also trust that there's some validity in the way they're living their values. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to appreciate trust and appreciate that they're doing what they need to do to push their path, to walk their path, to evolve right. their path, to transform along their path. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe like I wonder if, you know, people should go and experience the other person. That was faith, my you know, go and Yeah. Because you were saying people in a relationship and if you love them, then you'll find a way to work it out. Well, one of the steps that you should take if you're going to work it out would be each of you attend a service mm -hmm. or a some type of ritual or whatever of the other. Mm -hmm. Now, whether or not people are evolved enough to do that, because I know people who are Muslim that will not walk in a church. Mm. They just won't go in one. And I'm sure that's not just Islam. There are other religions where... And people who are Christian that, that won't, won't go into a Right. So I'm sure that there are people... But that, to me, Zawadi, makes makes the most sense mm -hmm. because how can you really well, we see it happen a lot but how can you really be against something that you know nothing about right that's yeah. the rational <laughs> but the actual is that that's, that's I know it's more the case than I understand than that not. Mm -hmm. and it, it's it's like racism mm -hmm. like you don't like me because my skin is darker than yours I said that before it's like mm -hmm. That doesn't make, like, to a thinking person, that just doesn't make sense. The only thing that's different is my skin is a little darker and you don't like me. The only thing that's different is that I choose to call God by another name. But that's not the only difference, though. Because if you think, for example, like, let's say a Rastafarian then starts to date um, a Buddhist, right? And I know that in Buddhism, they talk a lot about abundance and attracting abundance to your life through finding your inner peace, right? And it's like this whole, you know, um, there's, there's, a, there's a certain group of Buddhists who are really, really into that. And then the Rastas are saying, no, you know, we're sufferers. We don't need anything. You know, we're, you know, we just need the bare minimum because we're children of God. And, you know, we don't participate in society. And so then those two religions are like opposed to each other and the two people <laughs> may find that you know where one is trying to practice spirituality to gather abundance the other one is like you know that's babylon you know i don't i don't agree with that at all and so then if if they can't find a way to 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 sort of share those beliefs or find a common ground or a middle ground of those two things and they stay very you know extreme in those beliefs there's like a whole slew of of, of tenets in each religion that can just contradict each other and and can break the relationship apart yeah well so let's this makes me think about attraction right why do people even come together to begin with and that's mm. my thought. so why would they get together? Right. From the beginning. Right. Like, there's something. You, you know you're Buddhist. they sexy. She's sexy. She be meditating. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 that starts it. But what's going to maintain it to the point where you want to get past that honeymoon phase and begin to build with this person? If you get to that phase, then that means that there is something that you see in that person and their values and the way they carry themselves and their um, drive and, and, and initiative to get things done. There's a larger attraction that makes you say, I want to consider spending my life with this person. Mm -hmm. And so then when we get down to the, the weeds of trying to figure out, OK, you understand God this way. I understand it this way. Now what? If you value all those other things and you put it on a scale, then you it stands to reason that you might be more willing to then try to figure that out mm. rather than just saying, well, you're not doing it my way. But wait a minute. I value the way you're living your life. Right. right? That's ultimate for me. That's the I don't really care what people say, mm -hmm. you know, what people talk about. Mm -hmm. I care how people live their lives, mm -hmm. what you see in the action of what they're doing every day. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm going to base it on. Right. I like the way you treat your mother. I like the way you give to the community. I like the way you, you know, take care of your friends. Right. Those are the things that are important. Mm -hmm. 
when I'm thinking about it. So then you just let him have his Babylon, you know. <laughs> you, you gather your... <laughs> it, it, but if it was such a problem for me, then I probably wouldn't be at that point in the relationship. Right, right. And like you said to me, but that makes good common sense. But right. That's not what happens in real life mm-hmm. in relationships. So what do you Sometimes think? it is they're sexy, they get together, and a lot of people are in relationship with other people before they've even done the research and you know i'm just saying really get to know the person know what their practices are know a variety of things about them i mean they're how how far in does the person have to go to to know that information do you think about 20 inches (laughs) (laughs) you are stupid Twenty inches in, uh, yeah, <laughs> right. That's a good answer. <laughs> so you can't do it with a penis. <laughs> you got to go in twenty inches. No, it's a spiritual activity. Oh, right, you got to go in with something deeper. Your than energy that. is your energy, <laughs> right? Oh my God, I can't with you two. Yes, you can. It makes sense to me, Zawadi. Yes, you can. Twenty inches <laughs> inside. I just want to see it. <laughs> but. But um, I think that I think you're right, though. I think there are different levels of intimacy. And I think that um, a lot of times people connect on a surface level where it may be just sexual or maybe even sometimes just comfortable, you know, like there's like a companionship, a friendship. um, And they haven't really um, tried to really bond with the person or even understand what the person's um, philosophy on life is or uh, what they believe or how those things may affect, influence their behaviors. For example, you know, with the example I gave where, you know, I was in the ELA, you know, all hours of the night, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that bleeds over into my my life behaviors, right? Because if I'm doing something that's very important to me, I may take too much time, you know, because I respect that, you know, time is an illusion. And I've been, I've come to understand that if something is sacred or something is important, then, you know, you can let other things slide. You can let other things not be important and spend too much time, you know, on, on something that, that is really, really, um, crucial. And so, um, and so, that could drive someone insane because they may say, okay, I understand, you know, you were at the temple, but then in my behaviors in life, they may be saying, well, why aren't you paying attention to the clock? You know, like you were supposed to be here at this time and you're not, or, you know, um, we scheduled for it to be, you know, like I'm, I'm just not, I'm not there with them because that's not my spiritual practice. That's not the way I live my life. I value every moment of every experience I have. And so, you know, for, for for my concept of time is also connected to my religion. And so I think that people do have to, when they decide to go in deeper or uh, more intimately or more um, intensely to, to really, you know, think of someone on a serious level and think about spending their life with the person, um, they have to really take into consideration how this person's philosophy, this person's religion, and the, the, their whole take on the philosophy even may affect who they are and how they behave and whether that's going to work for you or whether it's a deal breaker. That is going to require dialogue, though. Mm-hmm. Don't you think you would be finding that? I mean, if, unless it's just a, a surface level relationship, then, OK, you're just hooking up. Right. That's one thing. But if you're talking about building with somebody then you want them to know you and you want to know them. So you're going to say, hey, this is what I do, not only in in a spiritual sense, across the board. This is my career. This is, you know, the way I think about the the planet. All of those things should um, have some degree of symmetry in terms of you, you think about a couple and going back to attraction. Why are we together to begin with? Mm-hmm. What are the things that like they say? They may say opposites attract, but that's on some levels. There, there has to be something that brings you together. Like, why are we together? What do we enjoy doing? Most couples have things that they like, that they both are evolving in a similar way, similar path. Right. You know, if you, if, if y'all, if he likes to watch television and you like to read, he likes to be outside. You like to be indoors. 
he likes to travel, you don't like to go anywhere. That's probably not, you know, those are things that are probably going to lead you to not be together. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, in order to move the conversation, because now we're talking more about relationship than the actual different religions and then this relationship, let's move it forward to, so two people are together. Mm -hmm. They're both of one faith Mm -hmm. or practice. And Mm -hmm. one decides to do something different. Mm -hmm. So so that we can kind of, so then how do you handle it? Mm-hmm. And deal. So you may both start. So to me, in a relationship, like right. no one stays the same. Mm-hmm. All types of things evolve. Right. And so your spiritual walking. Mine has, because mm-hmm. I'm definitely not who I used to be. Mm-hmm. I am truly not. Well, I think that in that sense, so when you think about a couple, right, there's a level of trust and, and intimacy and connect and care for each other, then one is not trying to hurt the other. So I'm not evolving to piss you off. Mm. I'm walking my path. And a couple, you ought, ought to want each other to be your absolute best. This is just fundamental things, right? We would hope that the husband would want the wife to be her best. The wife would want the husband to be his best so that we can be our best. Yeah. So... Anything that the husband says to the wife or the wife says to the husband is not from a place of trying to hurt. I'm not trying to stick a knife in your back. I'm trying to offer information to help you be better so that we can be better. So if one decides to walk a different path, if you truly believe that you're in this together and and they're evolving, they're thinking about this thing, they're evolving, they're moving in their best interest, Ultimately, it's going to make us better. Mm-hmm. And that, that I think the, that that in that, and I think that when you when you go to that level of wanting to grow together, wanting to evolve together, wanting to you know really like be together in a relationship for real, for real, then I think that um, that whole concept of 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 even teaching each other, you know, of mm-hmm. you know, okay, you you you're choosing a different path, you know school me on what you're you're picking up you know like help me you know to to see to know the things that you're reading like you know i want to understand that philosophy as well and i think that um when people come from a perspective of like you know lifelong learning like spiritual evolution like constantly seeking growth you know anywhere it comes from and having respect for every um area of spirituality then then that whole dynamic is actually a benefit to the relationship, as you mentioned, because it's like opening another channel for for everyone to to be enhanced. Mm-hmm. And we're three, in some ways, are ha- are evolved in the way in which we think about it. Mm-hmm. We're more open to a variety of different spiritual traditions and right. walk the three of right. us are that right 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 so let me kind of bring it down to the people who aren't who so that we can be a help to them <laughs> right. because you're both christians you're both going to church you a deacon i'm a deaconess and we're doing it together and we whatever we pick a religion and then one walks away you feel they would feel probably abandoned, abandoned. we're not doing it together so how do you get to helping your mate understand your evolution. Mm-hmm. That's a process. That That is not... I don't think that everybody would be as open as we are. No, I'm sure. understanding I'm sure as that's we the are. source of several divorces. And I, I'm sure. I, <laughs> I think we would need like, to... Like, when you're saying, let me see what you're reading, like, you're going to need to be able, as the person who evolved share in a way that you can help your mate to understand Mm -hmm. what you're doing. You can't feed them with a big spoon. You might have to feed them with a little baby spoon Mm -hmm. because it can be challenging. And they may never agree. Mm -hmm. Right. And for me, like one of the main points of this topic is that it's, I think it's possible that people can do two different things and not agree on it and still have a healthy functioning relationship. And that is an art in every area of a relationship that is very difficult and very necessary to like let 
let someone be who they are mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. you controlling it or judging it or hindering it or you have to be comfortable, you know, walking next to them. I remember that this, someone said to me once, like, you know, you have to understand that a relationship is really not two people bonding to be one. It's really two people walking their own path side by side mm-hmm. and agreeing, you know, to travel together. And I think that People have a really hard time with that in general because we're always trying to, you know, control each other out of fear or out of possessiveness or, you know, just in in, in trying to fulfill our own neediness. It's just really difficult to walk beside someone and still give them the freedom to to genuinely be who they are. Um, which is not always necessarily a direct reflection of who we are or a reflection of who we want them to be. It should never be who yeah. we are. Yeah, so, who we are. Yeah, so it's... It, it should never be what? A reflection of who we are. Who they are doesn't have to be a reflection of who we We shouldn't determine who we are by them. Okay. But I think yeah. in our imagination, we expect, you know, that perfect picture, you know, of like the two people who... <laughs> Who look complimentary to each other and, you know, do do everything exactly the same and are the best friends in the world. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and actually it's it's it shouldn't you shouldn't be hindering someone else's development and growth. And once you, someone does, then that relationship is no longer healthy for them. It is not. It mm-hmm. is not. I, I think that when it comes to the, the spiritual walk, again, if we're. We have this all this guilt about not doing what our parents did, or guilt for of mm-hmm. from looking at something else, or right. don't question God, or whatever it is that we feel. So being able to um, share what you have in a way that they can can understand it is about the only way that can happen. Like the, they don't even have to agree with you to do what it is that you do. But when, let's say you're you're following a path and you, like you're saying, you watch how this person lives. They're not harming people. The, the choices that they make are good for them, their immediate surroundings, and the greater, and the world at large. Um, they are someone who lives their values. They are respectful. They are a variety of things. It's much easier. Now, I mean, if you're saying if it's really um, someone is doing some, some type of practice that's harmful and the other person isn't. But I think when it, they have some things in common, it makes it a lot easier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like what you, I, I don't, I have shared that I work with people of different spiritual practices in the salon, but we pretty much are doing a lot of the same things. Right. Yeah. I always say that. If you line up all the different religions and put them side by side and say, what are the tenets of it? You, When you flesh it all out, the core tenets are pretty much the same. Yeah. Love people, mm-hmm. treat people like you want to be treated. Don't steal, don't kill. Right? It's pretty much the same stuff. It really is. And we have dressing on top of it. It that, came from the same that place. makes it look a little different. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But we get so passionate about, no, it has to be this it's way. Right, right. It's the same thing. It is. <laughs> You're just saying it differently. You know? And we have to be open to them not, you know, each person has to be open. Like no yeah. one's way is the right way for someone else. Maybe your way is right for you and their way is right for them. Right. Well, yeah. I was dating somebody who... We, we just, we really meshed on several different levels. You know, we liked the same things. We had common values. And he even had a sister who was a medium. And so he was, you know, familiar with what I was doing. And he ran away. <laughs> he ran away. He was terrified. Because he felt that I had a spiritual power which would infringe upon um, his freedom in life. He was worried about um, dating someone who had a psychic gift or could see um, things that may happen in the future or things that someone may be doing that they're not supposed to be doing. <laughs> and so he ran away. And so I, I, I had to respect that, you know, like, yes, I'm, if you cheat, I'm going to see you. I'm, I'm, I'm totally going to see you and I'm going to describe the girl to you. And so, <laughs> so, so I'm saying this to say that you know, sometimes um, there are things about 
the, the way of life connected to a spiritual practice that can also hinder the development of a relationship. Because I know f- for me in particular, um, living on a level where there are no secrets, you know, like existing in a, a spiritual practice where, you know, people do readings and, you know, p- things are, are, are brought to the surface, you know, constantly, consistently, um, and, and trying to be with someone who has hidden, you know, um, lifestyles or, you know, is not comfortable with everything being out in the open, um, in the way that it is, uh, for me, it, it's, it's, it's almost a, 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 a philosoph- a philosophical difference. It's almost a, um, a difference of, of spiritual agreement. And I think that, that that can go really deep, like with every, every practice, um, because it's not just, you know, that, oh, you go to masjid and I go to church. Oh, you pr- pray five times a day and I only pray on Sunday. When you start to, you know, go to into, into practices that are not connected in any way, then you start to find like, like not only, um, differences in philosophy but differences in spiritual way of life in spiritual existence in um spiritual agreements um that that really i think sometimes cannot be reconciled all that you said was real good but from the hood his ass just wasn't honest that's all that that was he just wasn't honest if his concern was about you being able to know what he did he should be honest about what he wants to do is doing so, that's where we're not evolved. So with so cheating, cheating is is the example I used, right? But there are other things that maybe don't have to do with cheating, right? So maybe what what you're thinking, right? Like what if I can see what you're thinking, you know? And you don't want people to see what you're thinking because you're you made. feel like that is right because you you don't want to live that way. Okay. You want your your private thoughts to remain your private thoughts, you know? Or you know, what if, um, you know, a, a, another example I've noticed, um, you know, with, with my friends, right. Uh, and, and you guys too, whatever happens, you know, we talk about it. So if I was with you and I was talking about Anthony and then, you know, you told me some, some kind of private thing about him. Mm-hmm. And then I went to him and I told him that you told me some kind of private thing about him. Then the three of us would come together and we would have a conversation about that private thing that we all know. Mm-hmm. Right. And that has to do with our understanding that there are no secrets, that everything comes out, you know, in the wash eventually. But in certain um, practices, that's not the case. Some things are seen, you know, as you know, you're not supposed to discuss them or, you know, you only talk to God about that or you go to confessional, you know, like, and so then even in friendship circles, if a secret comes out, then you're supposed to keep that secret. You're not supposed you're to tell friend. them that you told them that, so you, you, you read know, my mind and stuff. You know, what I'm you know what I masturbate or, you know, if I gave my nose or, you know, like, no, but I'm saying, just saying though, like that, that type of stuff happens. I don't give a darn. Well, I think that is the you know when you you start. That's looking at values, right? Right. So if the values are so disparate to begin with, you're probably not gonna go along that far in the relationship anyway. <laughs> right. So you know we're talking about. I, I I think we you know we're focusing on the possibility of relationships really being able to coexist in a manner that is healthy and productive and transformative between two people who want the relationship to work. They just happen to have different ways of tapping into their spirit. I believe that is possible if two people want it to be possible. It means, though, that first and um, four agreements, right? Don't take things personal. You are allowing that person to be who they are. And they are allowing you to be who you are. We we got love. We want to come together and share. I got my love. You got your love. Let's come together and share love. Let's walk this path as long as we want to. And if we don't want to do it anymore, then we don't. And it's cool. right? That's a healthy way of being in this world. But so many in this society, our egos get involved in in, in our spiritual practice. And that's the thing that pushes the, this way is the right way. Even within same, 
you know, people who are doing the same thing, mm-hmm. right? Ego can come in and cause cause problems. So it's not just it adds another dynamic having two different um, practices. But if the two individuals are willing to engage the work, it's possible to manifest good stuff. I believe. I believe it can work. I mean, and then you can have little kids who are five percent are Buddhists. <laughs> <laughs> We know a couple in um, on the West Coast who do exactly that. He does some comedic, something comedic, and mm-hmm. she does. Um, another... one of the you're but one of the podcasts that that um, er, podcast interview we did earlier, the Robinson family. When he went into Ifa, she was still Christian, mm-hmm. and they worked it out, and eventually. She made, you know, she talked about her story and, it's, they, you know, they were able to, they, it's a beautiful family. And you listen to their story and see how they had a respect for each other right. and were able, he didn't force her to do anything and she wasn't going to be forced anyway, but it was a respect. Mm-hmm. And ultimately she made, she came to her own decision that I want us to be in alignment for the benefit of our children. It wasn't right away. It took some time, but she moved on her own. So that's one example of it working, um, and I'm sure there are many more. We got, Did we got, she have to go to church with him? No. Oh, okay. No. So he just practices his... Because I know for some people, that's a big thing, like wanting for the whole family to participate in whatever temple they go to or whatever practice together. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I think, um, you know, when I think about it, I think I would probably you know, go to church with them. You know, mm-hmm. like, I would probably, like, you and know, she, involve she, him yeah. in my... Like, she, she did go to some things with him, but there yeah. were times where she was going to church and he was going to, right. you know, do what he was doing. Right. And, you know, eventually they were like, well, we, I want to do this together. Yeah. But it's possible for people to do that. And I, and I know some separately. older couples that have, that, that, that were able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I I know of some people. Yeah, yeah. Some my friends are. I have friends who um she's a she practices um Shiva is um, mm-hmm. um a yogi practice and he is Christian mm-hmm. and they um and they it, it was it was not easy though the people from the church rejected him for marrying a woman who was not Christian mm-hmm. and he was really criticized a lot and um he went through his own inner turmoil about it as well. But he just loved her so much he couldn't leave, um, and so they, they just had to work through it, and they seem to be fine now. He has participated in in some of her spiritual practices and come to understand what it is, um, but still insists that you know I'm I'm Christian and that's what mm-hmm. I am, um, and so it's interesting to see uh, people come to terms with those things and to see how how internal their their the conflict is you know mm-hmm. to see them like mm-hmm. like fighting with their own um convictions and that's and, what it is yeah and having to to adjust the way that they understand their own faith in order to make room for some other possibility right. and that requires critical thinking uh-huh. right so even as i listen to that thinking critically about people who would turn him away like he'd been here worshiping with them uh, convening with them, interacting with them all these years, and because he chooses to love this woman, now we're gonna exile him. Mm-hmm. Like that, critically thinking about that, is that consistent with the values that you're talking about as a Absolutely Christian? Absolutely not. Like that's how just, the, the there's contradictions within the faith. But this all is of them. critically. Mm-hmm. So when you ask that critical question again. You don't like me because my skin is dark. You don't like me because I chose to love this woman. Yeah, you married a sinner. You're she's sinning. She doesn't. We're all sinners, though. And in if you in in Christianity, you're born a sinner, Mm -hmm. and no one is free of sin. Is what I. But you're supposed to bring. You know, you're supposed to bring that woman to Jesus. But that's a part of. If you believe, but he can marry her. He'll probably bring her easier if you marry her. If you (laughs) throw her out of the church and he 
is not with Jesus, how he gonna marry her and bring her? If you saw but, this woman, you would know nobody can bring her no. <laughs> but but that she fundamental value system, right. the fundamental value system is love, not exile. It's love, and so when somebody professes to be a Christian, that seems to be a contradiction to me. Critical thinking, All right? So. I think that the challenge for people is we isolate ourselves as a whole, as a, as a society. We we get in what we do and we isolate ourselves in that. And anything that comes up that doesn't agree with that is automatically filled. We got this force field around us and we're not hearing anything that doesn't vibe with what we already know. That's the majority of our population across a number of different dimensions. Mm-hmm. And I think the healthier way I would suggest is if you really believe in something, then no, nothing is going to come along to change your mind anyway. But if you really believe it, then you're open enough to hear a different perspective. Mm-hmm. I, I like to think I'm not arrogant enough to think that I know everything and I know exactly what God wants. You're not. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Because well, there, there, there are many ways. There are many, and in doing this, in in all the people that we've been able to talk to, all the different walks, and even traveling the world and seeing the passion and the way people have reverence and they worship and they're tapped into spirit in their own way, it's a powerful thing to see that, and then to have respect. For the fact that somebody can do it differently, but we can still link up. We can still connect. Right. right? And I've seen people do it differently and tap into the same creator, universal energy that's so powerful and miraculous in every faith. It's Mm -hmm. not like there is one way. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that's evolved thinking, though, to be able to be open enough Mm -hmm. to accept that and and judge someone on in, like they say in the fruit they bear or right. the way they live or what right. they do versus like you're saying what they say mm-hmm. like, but i think that also has to do with like the level of evolution of the people because yes when you study a religion and you get to a certain point where you recognize that god you know the, the creator the almighty you know is a mystery and you know something to be uh you know to, to accept that you don't understand and you don't know, you know, how this energy is always moving or what, you know, things it may bring into your life that you were not suspecting, then I think out of the respect for that energy, you would open yourself to considering another way of, of, um, of praising it, you know, of, of connecting and communing with it. And you would, that, somebody. that level of evolution, <laughs> say, you would, it's that level of evolution where it's not the respect for the other person or the desire to be with the other person, but the desire to respect the creator mm-hmm. in all the forms that the creator presents itself. You're evolved. Oh, thank you. I got the stamp of approval <laughs> from Glenda Jones. You <laughs> I said that earlier. We all are. Right. You what you're the way in which you say it sounds great. And I wish that people in the real world did that. But most people follow a practice that they don't even know anything about it really. Well, because they a haven't lot of done us the rework, the research, they haven't studied it, they haven't learned, they inherited it, mm-hmm. and they believe what Pastor Jenkins told them, <laughs> Mama Neil. And the other folk. Well, that's why it's dangerous when children grow up filling out worksheets, you know, because then, you know, you have the Bible or, you know, the Quran is the list of things that you're supposed to do. And you think about it in the way you would a worksheet, you know, where you're not going any deeper, where you're not, you know, traveling with it or experiencing it or try to question it or pull it apart. You just like marking off like I have not killed nobody. (laughs) I praise Jesus every day. You know, like you just like filling in the boxes, coloring the bubbles. And I think that we have we have a, a massive amount of people in this society who are, you know, to no fault of their own, no. you know, raised yeah. in the in the schools with worksheets. Right. And then they do everything, you know, that carries over into even their spiritual life. And that 
is disturbing and that may be a perfect reason for them to experience someone who is not of their faith so that they can start to sort of, you know, um, see a different way of thinking, a different way of being and start to critically think about, um, you know, how they see the world. Which mm. speaks to what you said, Anthony, about being a critical thinker. Right. Like, but think about when you were in school and you took quizzes. How many of you loved the essay question? You wanted the surface, the A, B, C, D. For some people, that was the right. kind of test they wanted to take because they felt like they could study yeah, right and answer. memorize the answers and get the right one. But the essay questions cause you to be a critical thinker. It cause because it's more difficult. And, and so, so a lot of people hated to do that. And I'm and not meeting you as an individual. Well, I never like, thought about that until you in just... in school, yeah. a lot of people really like multiple choice. And still, it's easier to be a multiple <laughs> choice person. <laughs> I get it. That's easier. I heard that when you... It's not easy. And early on, if we do that to our children, then we aren't helping them to be a critical thinker. Mm-hmm. Being a critical thinker is the essay questions. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's and, why I hated multiple choice to this day. And I love essay. Thank oh, you for explaining that. You know, those, those multiple choice, <laughs> I'm not detail oriented. Like that. I, I like the big picture and to be able to synthesize and analyze and come up with my own I guess process. I never had a problem with either one. I mean, I didn't mind essay, but multiple choice, they were easy. Man, yeah. I was just so competitive. I was going to get 100. Yeah, that was me. I can definitely do. <laughs> multiple choice didn't bother me. Essay was okay, too. Yeah. But some people hate that. Yeah. You know, they, they no, don't and want it's, that. it's and it's interesting, you know, when you really think about the way people think and how that, you know, um, like bleeds over into their religious practice, and how particular um, spiritual practices will cause you, you know, to come out of your comfort zone or to remain in your comfort zone. And you know, sometimes remaining in your comfort zone, you may look for someone who is in the same zone with you. And there's really nothing wrong with that, you know? But um, should you decide to evolve, to grow, to come out of your comfort zone and experience something different, I, I just think it's outstanding, it's exceptional. And it's there. there's really no feeling in the world, like the feeling of, of, of yourself evolving, of, mm-hmm. you know, changing and growing and looking back and saying, wow, you know, I'm so much better now. I'm so different now. I understand so much more now. And I think that those relationships can really, um, you know, help that to happen in people's lives. Yeah, we're going to spend um, a podcast or a couple maybe even talking about the principles that Don Miguel Ruiz presents in The Four Agreements. Um, and even in mastery of love, one of the things he talks about is this concept of domestication, how we are trained from children or as parents, parents train their children to have a certain set of values, to think about life a certain way, to do things a certain way. And there's benefit in that training, but there are also a lot of negative, dangerous things in that training as well. And so he advocates looking at how we come to see ourselves and what that does in terms of uh, our love for ourselves and the way we go about doing the things that we do on a daily basis. Um, But thinking without thinking is one of those things. Like we regurgitate information Mm -hmm. and we're taught that at that very young age, Mm -hmm. regurgitate information and it becomes the standard. And if I do anything outside of this standard, then I'm going to experience some negative outcome. Mm. And then you go out and you go, wait a minute, that didn't happen. Hmm. I can think for myself. I can Mm -hmm. make a different choice. Look, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. I'm still standing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? So it's it's we're gonna go deeper into that and, and have a whole dialogue about those concepts that he presents and kind of his philosophy on spirit. Um, and I think another thing that we'll talk about is um, Maladoma Somme, his wife, um, Patrice, Patrice Somme, I believe, wrote a book, The Spirit of Intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can look at some of the tenets in that and talk about how that relates to relationships um, in a spiritual sense as well tapping into spirit 
So we got some really interesting things coming forward to expand on this and continue to keep the dialogue going. And of course, I know you all listening have have your thoughts and were chiming in as you were listening because you keep telling us that. But shoot us an email, shoot us a text, let us know what you're thinking and what your take is on some of these things. And we'll continue to keep the conversation rolling as we go deeper and deeper into tapping into spirit. Any last comments you all want to say? Love is all-inclusive, growing, thriving, spreading. It cannot be confined in any one spiritual practice. It cannot be confined even in any one person. Love is an awesome and powerful aspect of God. And so share it openly and willingly with everyone you meet. Mm-hmm. Um. I feel we should be open and accepting of things that we don't understand and people that are different than we are. I got to work on the loving everybody because there's a few people in the world I haven't learned to love yet. I think we all have talked about that before, so I'm not quite there yet. I'm working on it. But I can accept that they are who they are and they're going to be who they are. You just got to let me be me and see how that works together. I think it starts with self self love, you know, loving, work on loving yourself fully without any pretense, 100 percent, just as you are. Um, I like to say we are perfect, even as we are striving for perfection. It's a paradox. And so being able to look in the mirror and say, I love what I see, the reflection of God, the spirit of God that manifests through me is absolutely in divine order and will continue to evolve, transform in a way that is in our best interest. So thanks again for joining us for this um, wonderful topic. Talking about so in closing, we like to encourage you to embrace the concept of change and learning something new. Continue to evolve, continue to transform, Continue to thrive and find your own personal path to tapping into spirit. I was obviously too blind and probably too weak to see who was responsible for my losing streak.